Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome to Over the Top. This is our Match Week 26 review. Uh, this week was kind of a weird one, honestly, with the Premier League's brand new winter break where games were stretched over two weekends for some reason. I can't really figure out why. They got to uh, make that money, Kyle. They, they, they get can't that money. just take the two weeks off during the Christmas holiday and have, you know, like the Spanish players, they go out to Dubai. And yeah. With the German league, they go on a huge break too. But nope, not the EPL. In the EPL, you go to Dubai in February, apparently now. So. You play eight games in December, is what you do. You know, if they really wanted to maximize that dollar, there'd be no winter break at all, just like the good old days and have like 40 matches. How about that? Hmm. I mean, it's possible. Anyway, like. I mean, there's that, and then City versus West Ham is still coming up on Wednesday. Which yeah, what was it? The storm? Yeah, that's that? right. I didn't, I'm like, how bad of a storm is that? Apparently it's pretty bad. People are worried about the Spurs-Villa game getting canceled as well. So, um, you know, pretty high winds, I guess. But, you know, we got hurricanes in the U.S. You know? I mean, what? We got hurricanes. So, uh, And then there was that huge news that came out at the end of last week, which will get to in a minute but um you know this is kyle i've got my man justin here so yeah kyle huge news Jesus. shocking i, I mean, mean we have to start there instead oh, of the game you right? have to i mean it kind of took me by surprise and this could just be ignorant by me i just didn't see it coming or what but it was just like i think two minutes after i texted you about this news i was like what the hell you were on it dude i was on it you i heard from you before i saw anything on social media before i heard from any other friends you know, I've got a soccer group chat that dates yeah. back to high school. I didn't hear you were on it within I was on minutes. It. Yeah, I mean, I just saw it on my Twitter. And Your Twitter like, game is strong. Um, I just happened to look at it. I think I was on the can at the at the work or something. Oh, yeah. and I, you know, it says club statement from City. I'm like, oh, I wonder what that is. Right. And it said how they were joined to appeal this ludicrous decision. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, what decision? What and decision? I dig, and I dig yeah. further, and I find out Kyle that UEFA or FIFA came down. And said they are two years banned from the UEFA Champions League on top of a thirty million euro fine. Yeah, that's right. That's this is huge this is penalty. This is we've never seen a penalty like this before. I mean, there have been little slaps in the wrist from monetary fines. Right, right. Just really brief monetary fines for bans for Chelsea, and then uh, I don't. Barcelona, Barcelona was that had one? a transfer ban, yes. Was that actually upheld, though? I mean... They had... It was only one um, one window. The fact that we can't even remember... I can't remember says a lot about the ban, but, you know, we, UEFA, with the European governing soccer body, basically has just been slapping wrists, but this is serious. Very serious. Uh, and this has got to make clubs around the world, especially the big dogs, start to think, oh, shit, you know? You, you, I look at teams like PSG... And, you know, I mean, there's even, big money clubs. Even, like, even which, Barcelona, right. Real Madrid, yeah. like they always do that type of thing where they yeah. cover young players. Um, maybe even the Juventus's Bayerns, even though Bayern right. does it a little less because they get everyone off a free, just like Juventus does. But Yeah, but I mean, uh, all yeah. those teams, mm-hmm. they got to be facing some risk. And even some smaller clubs like... Everton, mm-hmm. who's been pumping tons of money into their team. Yeah. Wolves. Yeah. You know, I mean, all these clubs have to be wondering, is is UEFA going to be coming after them? Um, but I guess the basics of, of what happened here, what, what's your understanding of... So my understanding, why? I mean, aside from mm-hmm. the two-year ban from UEFA, so it would be next year and the year after, they would not be kicked out of this year's competition. They'd get fined the 30 million euros... 
But also, in the EPL, since um, there might or might not be a point reduction to be determined, Kyle, and then for the next two Champions Leagues, if City finish top four, the fifth-placed EPL team would get that fourth position. So City would be nullified. And right now, Tottenham is in fifth place in the champ in the EPL standings. And they would be sitting in the Champions League if it ended today, which is stupid, and we shouldn't even talk about it because that won't happen. But right, yeah, it's right. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, there's a whole lot to unpack. Honestly, I, it's almost you don't really know. You know, first it's kind of hard to take the news in because we've never seen anything like it. You know, someone getting banned from the Champions League. I think the only other thing we've seen like this is. Juventus, um, you know, their ban, what was it, 10 years ago, where they got relegated to Serie B for match-fixing, though, something. And then there was, um, what did Rangers get um, from the Scottish League? Was that more well, of they bankruptcy? Went into, yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, they went That's into liquidation, and kind of like Portsmouth almost mm-hmm. in, in England. But, um, I mean, this is something that has huge implications, even if, as is usually normal with, UEFA, even if the ban isn't completely upheld, say the sentence is minimized to one-year ban, this is still huge. And and I guess the reason why City was banned is because they're lying about their revenues. And their financial, right? yeah, their yeah. whole financials. And... Yeah, I think it gets a little bit of a gray area and a bit muddy and technical, but it had something to do with, um, you know, with financial fair play, you can't spend money you know head and shoulders above the revenues that you're making and uh city's chiefs were apparently allegedly lying fudging in their uh, balance sheets and their statement of cash flows a little bit that's right that's right which i mean honestly makes sense if you see how many seats are open at the city you know at the the empty hod i mean i don't i don't even have to anymore but i mean i think kyle this natural question comes to my head and you even alluded to this is that will this ban stand Will it be upheld? Because in my mind, it's hard to imagine. Because City were very adamant, as I told you, as I was mm-hmm. sitting on the toilet reading the City statement. They're going to appeal this heavily. They're right from the get-go. And it came, the statement came out only minutes after. Minutes. After they were UEFA ready for sentence. it. Yeah, yeah, they weren't surprised, but right. they are ready to fight it. Will it stand? I, will it stand? It's hard for me to imagine two years will be upheld, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, it's really interesting. Well, it's interesting that the statement, for one, that the statement came out so soon after. And mm-hmm. apparently, according to reports, City had been anticipating this for a long time, and UEFA had been sitting on this ruling for a little while. I don't exactly know why they handed it out now, but um, City was expecting this, right. which, <laughs> Jesus. But um, I would be surprised if there is no punishment at all. But I'd be shocked if they were banned for two years of the Champions League. I, I see maybe the sentence being reduced to about a year. That's kind of what I'd imagine would happen. Uh, I'd kind of hate to see all the penalties being wiped away because, you know, money in football is getting out of hand. It's kind of ridiculous. And, um, you know, City is probably the most egregious example of, you know, uh, foreign investment throwing money out in a ridiculous fashion that has changed the game let's be honest i will say max punishment for city realistically in my expectations that they'll be banned for a year 
I think that'd be really harsh. I mean, just for the yeah, players. Totally. Because um, the players are not at fault here. Let's make that clear. The or the players, fans. The fans are not. The players are not. It's completely on the club level. Yep. Uh, but at the same time, reducing it to nothing and just a monetary fine, that will be nothing for City's deep pockets. How I mean, how often have we said, I mean, I guess they're pre-show recordings now, but they're the third richest GDP nation in the world, right? Like, they, yeah. money, they don't care. Like, even even if that's, like, kind of a joke and not real, I don't even remember if that's a real stat or not. It's not. <laughs> that, like, they've got serious money. I mean, this uh, is, yeah. like, royal royal family, royal chic oil money. United Arab Emirates money, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. taking a club that's been mid-table at best their whole entire history, mm-hmm. with a really true following, gotta yes, say. Yes, they do. You know, they're the, their fan base is the real, like, based in Manchester club. I mean, they might not fill up the stadium, but the fans that they do have, they are real truth. And they've been fans for more than the 10 plus years that they've been having success. Right, for a long time. They've gone through some ups and downs (laughs) through a painful existence like Tottenham and Everton fans, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's even more depressing probably. But Yeah, so... um, So, I mean, if it does stand at two years though, Guardiola has already come out and said he is staying at the club. Yeah. He is going to remain, but... I have a hard time seeing Bernardo Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, uh, even Aguero, who's starting to wind down his city career, and other players remaining at the club in their prime. No, no chance. There's probably penalties or point reductions in the Premier League coming. Yep. Uh, no yep. Champions League. I feel like they would move on to other clubs. Yeah. No. That. I mean, after you digest the information of what just happened, you start to think about the fallout and. You know, it was interesting talking off air with you. You think all the players are going to be going. To me, I think the biggest fallout from this is I don't see how Pep stays. I know Pep has he's, said. He's already come out and said that. But yes. I, I know Pep has said he is, but a couple weeks ago, he said he'll be a failure if he doesn't. His time at City will be a failure if he doesn't win the Champions League. If he's not even in the Champions League. And plus, he doesn't stay at clubs for longer than four or five years yeah. anyway. But uh, to your point, yeah, man. I I would be surprised if especially Kevin De Bruyne stays. I'd be surprised if Bernardo Silva, I mean, maybe not all of them, but at least three or four of their stars, I think would be out of the door. I mean, Primarily you'd probably, you'd Kevin De Bruyne. see City, I mean, still having money. You'd probably see them oh, yeah. buying young, promising English talent. Primarily. They could still win the Premier yeah. League next year. Yeah. Easy. So... And, and I bet a lot of good players will still be drawn to a team that oh, could yeah, win that, the Premier League. And that can pay them. I mean, you yeah. have a lot of team, a lot of players in the French and the Spanish and yep. the German, the Italian League that would love to play for City still. Yep. Yeah, I just look at all the players, and to me, out of the players and Pep, the person who is in it the most for Champions League football and winning the Champions League is Pep Guardiola. And I... You know, with a job like Juventus, where a manager like Maurizio Sarri is not really convincing people, I it's going to be it's going to be an interesting summer, and I'd expect Juve to like throw everything at Pep to try if to get him. The ban, if the ban was upheld, yes. that's right. That's right. Uh, it's sure. all a big if. Yeah. So more to come there, but huge news. Uh, let's go to more positive topics and lighten the tone here a little bit. I mean, kind of terrible quality game, but. <laughs> Chelsea nil, Kyle. Manchester United 2 getting that away win at Stamford Bridge. That's a huge win for United. And 
a Honestly, bad, for, bad result for Chelsea. Bad Honestly. result for Chelsea and really opens up this top four race. I mean, even uh, mentioning the City news. So if City were even to get a one-year ban and be excluded from next year's Champions League, Fifth we thought place. only one of those Chelsea, Tottenham, United, Wolves, Sheffield, Sheffield baby. teams would get in. But if that yeah. ban is upheld, then two of those teams get in. Yeah, and that also means that Leicester is almost a shoe-in for Champions League. Right. I mean, that... I mean, there are tons of implications. I mean, I, I mean here. as we've mentioned before, Leicester had that tough stretch where they played Chelsea and Wolves. They've drawn both of those games, so yeah. that means those teams can't make up the points, right? Yeah. Uh, they play City next, so that's their last game, and then they go through an easy, easy, easy five-game stretch. Yep. And you kind of an easy stretch before the last three games of this regular season. Right. But, uh, getting back to Chelsea United, though, I mean, I I, I feel like we've talked so many games about this issue this was kind of a not even kind of it was a refing disaster class kyle it it, it sucks that we have to start off with the refing decisions and var but this i think i mean (laughs) i'm gonna look back on the season and see a lot of games that were just terrible as far as refing goes but this might take the cake It, it has to be tough it was brutal you have the premier league's main head referee as the center ref three contentious calls one of them was probably correct the olivier Giroud offside probably correct even though it was very close and questionable it It was was probably correct i mean it's harsh and football fans probably hate it but this was the last one though yeah um but on about 20 25 minutes the I have a hard time understanding which VAR decision was the worst, but on about let's 20... Go in, let's go in chronological order. Yeah, so the first one, uh, the game is at nil-nil. Both teams look pretty poor, honestly. I don't Chelsea really think... looking a little better early. A little yeah. better. No yeah. one looks like they're going to score, though, but there's some... Um, there's an incident where both Harry Maguire and I think Michi Bacuayi end up in front of the Chelsea bench... Maguire falls over and is on his back and appears to kick up into Batshuayi's crotch. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Maguire's come out and said that was completely incidental. I'm trying to help him up after, but it looked, I mean, to the naked eye, Kyle, it looked yeah. like a deliberate kick to the groin. Yeah, and you know, with VAR, everything is slowed down and everything looks worse on VAR, so... I was expecting a red card 100%, especially after my especially. team... You know, Son against the same team got a red card for basically the same thing, except Son didn't kick his crotch. So I think that this one is even worse. But uh, apparently, VAR didn't think that. And Mike, it was shocking, Kyle. It was, it was shocking. shocking. Yeah, and, and Mike Dean, the center ref, is doesn't go to consult this you know sideline monitor, which I thought two weeks ago they were gonna. As of two weeks ago, they said they're gonna start doing that. And they have used it, but he decided, the main ref in the Premier League decided not to do it. So, Kyle, I have to ask you this question. We didn't talk about this pre-show, but I want, I'm really wondering your thoughts on this. Is the problem VAR, or is the problem England's interpretation of VAR? So is the problem, I guess, to boil it mm-hmm. down, is it England, or is it VAR? Because other you know, leagues I, have VAR. Germany has VAR, but yeah. we don't see as many. I mean, I know I mean, there's some contentious calls, but... MLS has VAR. It's worked well in MLS. It's worked pretty you know? decent in MLS. Yeah. I mean... There, I mean, there's always going to be one or two because there's sure. always going to be an element of human error. I really don't want to say it's VAR. You know, I'm going to be hesitant to say that because I think if used properly, it could work. It's never, but my problem with VAR is we acted like it was going to solve everything and make it fair. 
there's always going to be human element as far as long as people are watching the video and making the decisions. Yes, robots are not making the decisions, Kyle, which is, you know, better or Which worse. was never going to happen. It's never going to happen, though. So that was the first one, this Maguire yeah. incident. The yeah. second one was Chelsea scored a goal right. as Piloqueta. It would have been a huge goal. 1-1, one, one, tied one, the game. 1-1, tied the game, totally changed the complexion of the match. Yep. As Piloqueta called for the foul after review from VAR. Now, to my eye, and I feel like a lot of the sentiment out there by the Twitter trolls and the online uh, community is that Azpilicueta was shoved first. Yeah. And therefore, it should have been a foul on United or the yep. goal should have just stood. Right. And we should say, you know, Azpilicueta was called for a foul in a corner for pushing over someone. And he did push him over. Yes. But video shows it's impossible to say that he was not pushed by a United player who pushed him into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that this one was a little less of an egregious mistake, but like, how do it's you pretty not, bad? And how it, do you not see that Aspilicueta so, is pushed? And it's also like the goal was called on the field, right? And right. so it's supposed to be VAR. Besides offsides calls, is supposed to only correct egregious and obvious errors. And after looking at VAR. And seeing that as Pilaqueta was obviously pushed, yep. there's no way in my mind you can say like it was egregious and obvious that it should be overturned. Yeah. I, I just don't get it. No, it's it's a it's anyway, a, we should probably move on from VAR, but uh, like, it was it was it's, it's a mess though. It's a man. mess. It's and, a mess. It's and a and the fact that we real quick, all I just want to say is the fact that two or three match weeks ago the Premier League officially decided to use the Pitch side monitor, which every other league in the world is using. Yes. The World Cup used. The World Cup used it, and it works pretty well in the and World Cup. Yeah, it worked really well. Yeah. Way better than I expected. I expected it to play out like the Premier League. Is, I expected it to be a disaster. Mm-hmm. But why the... Not only any ref, but the main ref, Mike Dean, <sighs> the head of the referees union in Premier League, did not even choose to do it. It's, it's, it's a dis- mess. It's disgusting. But I do think it's just... How the Premier League is using VAR is just... Moving on to yeah. Chelsea, Kyle. Um, N'Golo Conte um, got injured like 15 minutes into this match. Obviously yeah. did not help Chelsea's defense and their coverage and etc. He's one of their best players. Yep. Uh, that could be trouble spelling for them going forward. We don't know as of this taping how serious the injury is. Hopefully yep. not too serious, but we'll find out. Chelsea got a lot of injuries, though. Tammy Abraham's also out. That's a big one. Abraham that is a big Abraham. one. I mean, former Swansea legend Tom, Tammy Abraham. Uh, who would have thought at the beginning of the season that he would be this important integral to the Chelsea yeah. side? But as we saw, his replacement, Mishi Batshuayi, out there. And he's, I mean, maybe it's because Slabhead kicked him in the balls. But, yeah. I mean, goodness. He had he was making... I mean, he, he made the wrong run, yeah. and it was a great ball. And then he made the right runs, and he just flubbed it to the yep. side of the goal. He had at least, I mean, this is just me from memory, at least four chances where he could yeah. have scored a... I mean, you would yeah. call it a good or better opportunity to score a goal. I mean, and some of those opportunities were great. I, dude looks like he just has no confidence, which is... Which is sad, because, like, I mean, he was... I mean, He was good at just, Dortmund. This is just me being a Borussia Dortmund fan. He was very good for yeah, Dortmund. Awesome. Him and that Royce partnership were very good. And maybe that's spicy. just because... Uh, Dortmund have better surrounding pieces than Chelsea at the time. At the time, maybe. But I mean, 
No, I, I think I agree with you. I think he's just lost his confidence right now, which is a big yeah. deal for a striker. I mean, if any kind of player loses confidence, like, it happens to strikers. I mean, you most. shouldn't have, I mean, Chelsea dominated possession. They had double the shots as United, but they had 17 shots and one on target. And yeah, a lot of that, I mean, Mishi Bashuai should have put four of those on target. No at, least, at least, at on least target. on target. Yeah, yeah he, I mean, maybe not score, because, like, a I couple of them were difficult. You know, I mean, difficult. like, looking back on this game, I still feel like United was probably overall the better team. Mm. I mean, maybe, but probably. I disagree, but. For me, I think United maybe should have won, but that Maguire decision. Anyway, that was bad. We don't have to go back into VAR, but yeah. I don't know, man. This yeah. game had gave me some interesting yeah, so, I mean, impressions on Chelsea. I, yeah, mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, they've been in poor form. I mean, Pulisic's still out as well, so we've mentioned Tammy, Pulisic, and Conte. If they come back, then you now it should spell better things, but we'll see. Um, as far as transitioning to the United side, Kyle, um, Anthony Martial scored a goal for like the first yeah. time, it seems, in forever. Yep. Um, I've expressed doubts on this podcast and to you about his goal-scoring record and what he can do as the main out-and-out striker. Um, still think he had a poor game, but it was a really nice he header. Did. It, it was, was really a great nice header. header. With great play from Juan Bissaka on the right uh, to put in a good ball. Right. Um, uh, but it was like the only moment of quality in the first half. Right. You know? At the end of the first half, too. But the, speaking of quality, I thought kind of out-and-out, out, obvious United's best player in the game was Bruno Fernandez, Kyle. Easy. Easy. I mean, he was the one, maybe on the whole pitch, where I was like, that dude has quality. He's going to make something happen. And it came from a set piece with United's second goal with Slabhead heading in straight from his corner. Slabhead is, of course, Maguire. Because if you look at that forehead. Sat on the bench of Kyle's fantasy team this week, and yeah. I, I happened to play, and he lost by, well, I still have one player left, but you're losing by 15 points. And well, not only Maguire, but I sat out Bruno Fernandez also. And Soyuncu, who had Yeah, who all so. had good points. But, yeah, uh, the guy with the six or seven head ended up uh, putting it, <laughs> sticking it in the back of the net. But Br- you're right, Bruno Fernandez by far the best. I mean, the best player for United might be the best player on the pitch. That's what I was. Yeah. What I was getting at. I mean, he looks good. Um, I think he'll be one of United's most important players, even this season. I mean, I don't even think it's about the goals for him. It's the link no. up play. It's the attacking movement that he provides, and that willingness yeah. to go forward, yep. which they need, and that quality going forward, yep. and that finding those passes. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of hate to say this as a Spurs fan, but he kind of reminds me of. A more well-rounded. Wow, I hate saying this. He reminds me of Erickson a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I mean that um, kind of quarterback player who always wants the ball, who can really pass the ball, might lose possession every like pretty regularly because he's trying shit. But he's a good player, man. He's really good. I think he'll uh, be worth the money. Last point on United, but real quick before we move into rapid fire. Yes, only one game, Kyle. Before we move into rapid fire, rare week for us. But wow, wow. Uh, this doesn't really change anything for United for me. They've kind of been a weird team this season. Uh, I feel like Ali is not the best tactician, um, but they are set up really well to go against teams that favor or have more possession than them in a game. But whenever a team will yep. sit back a little more and try to counter against United, they really struggle. They struggle. Uh, for example, against Wolves, They've, even though they tied, Wolves were the better team for sure. Oh, they it was easy for them almost. Yeah. Like United was never going to threaten, so... Right, yeah. and so when, I'm worried when United goes against worse teams like Shep. I mean, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, Sheffield is yeah, above right. them, but less possessive teams like yeah. Sheffield and the the Evertons and the et cetera. Like how like United Newcastle, Newcastles. Even. 
I mean, they already played Newcastle twice. But Newcastle beat them at least beat once. Them the early time, they yeah. United kind of thrashed them the last time. But yeah, that's true. I'm just curious to see. I, I'm not bought in yet, so we'll yeah. see. But I mean, they're in the top four slash five race, so we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I'd be surprised if Ollie's there after the summer. But United fans and the hierarchy seem to have faith in Ollie. But this was just an a mediocre game between two pretty mediocre teams yeah it's name value only seriously uh real quick before we move into rapid fire who's more likely to get fired first uh nigel pearson of watford or ollie gunner Solskjaer for united <laughs> so watford if they fired pearson it'd be on their fourth manager of the season <laughs> that'd and i'd still un- say pearson that'd, be, that'd have to be unprecedented right we haven't seen a manager fired or a fourth manager in one season in the Premier League. I mean, we? if any team was going to do some crazy shit like that, it'd be Watford. So yeah, I think this takes a cake for them. Even, All right, so. Kyle, let's move into rapid fire. All right, Aston Villa two, Spurs three. Kyle in a game that Spurs looked like crap and still won. I mean, Villa's crap too, but Spurs did not play well. No, they didn't. I mean, Spurs are weird, man. They're such a weird team to watch right now. Because they, you're right. They looked bad in possession. They didn't look good, weak defensively. But they had chance after chance oh, I mean, after we looked chance. At it, 23 after shots. Chance. Uh, Pepe Reina, we have to say, looked fantastic. He looked really game. good. Made save after save. I mean, I know the three goals allowed doesn't look good, but I promise you, he made some saves. More saves than maybe some... Keppa had all season. So yeah. He's made some good saves too. I mean, the save on Son's the penalty, penalty was, was a great. decent save. Like it wasn't the best or the worst penalty right. in the world. I would say, yeah. um, probably yeah. have, like he could have easily dove the other way and it would have looked. Nobody would have questioned it. But you see keepers miss at all. Time. Oh yeah, all the time. Um, I mean, Aston Villa gave it a go. Gave it a go. Um, they they are lacking quality, especially with yeah. Tyrone Mings out. Um, their defense was atrocious. I mean, obviously you saw at the end of the game where the guy missed the trap, right. went for Sun's last goal. But not just that. I mean, I mean Grealish is obviously quality, no doubt. Right. Well, he's like the whole team, basically. But, I mean, not only the three goals that Spurs scored and the mistake at the end, but... Spurs had chance after chance because they were just leaving so much space for Bergvine and Lucas. I mean, Spurs were but how so disappointing wasteful. were Lucas and Deli Ali specifically? Were, I mean, Sun wasn't great. I mean, I know he had the two goals, but, but he still looked dangerous at least. He still looked dangerous. And Bergvine looked good, but he did. But, but Lucas, Lucas and Deli especially looked yeah. bad. I mean, all the chances seemed to fall to Deli. Didn't do anything with him. I think Lucas had a couple breakaways with his pace. Like, he should be gone. Right. You know, so, yeah, it was... Is it just me, Kyle? Or is this, like, even his his hairline is receding a little more? Maybe he's (laughs) just getting that Mourinho-style haircut and that stress from Mourinho's... Hey, man, as as someone with a receding hairline, I refuse to uh, criticize someone on my team. So, you know, Uh, shout out to the... We have to mention, Kyle, son... (laughs) Yeah. Looks like out for the season. Well, I, I know it was a crazy game with a last-minute goal, but the main talking point from this game, maybe because I'm a Spurs fan, but Kane already out for, let's be Probably honest. Probably the I think, whole season. Yeah, I think expecting Kane to come back in three months from a torn hamstring is really optimistic. And Son, I could see being out for two months if he heals super quickly but that's best even case a stretch. scenario probably end of april yeah which, i mean mm, 
Mourinho's right. He said he's not going to anticipate using him for the rest of the season, not expect anything from him. And I think he's right to at least expect that because that could easily be a three, four-month injury. Could be. And also, Son played... Half the game. With a broken arm. Yeah. So. Impressive. I mean, he, I mean, it was needed because he scored to, with at the death yeah. to win the game. You no, know, it's impressive. But that I think Son's injury has huge implications on the top four. When Kane was injured, I was almost expected it, and they can deal with that. But having both, both of them out, where does where I do mean, the goals come Lucas from? Lucas is a striker, but he's not necessarily best as a lone striker. But they have no one else to cover for him either. So I mean, the 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 greatest goal scorer that they have outside of Kane and Son or Delhi and I feel uncomfortable relying on Delhi, who's super inconsistent I mean, for goals. You're gonna have to rely on Lachelso to play more of an advanced role and see yep. what he can do. Yep. All right, Kyle. Uh, Arsenal four, Newcastle nil. Arsenal yep. just blanking them in the second half. Just yeah, blitzing and the, Pepe looking yep. really good in that game. The Mikel Arteta reign has officially started, huh? On the on the lead up to the Ozil goal, they had 35 straight passes with all 11 players touching the ball before that goal. So that is like the true Guardiola type of goal. Or wow, I can't believe I'm saying this, but that sounds very Arsenal, doesn't it? <laughs> and I hate Arsenal, but let's be honest, Arsenal used to master those kind of goals where every single player touched the ball. But Yeah, I mean, they absolutely destroyed Newcastle in the second half. Um Arsenal, it was a good step for them. I mean, Pepe looking good is obviously very needed if they're going to do anything with this season. Um, yeah. Yang getting back on the score sheet. Lacazette coming off the bench. Yep. Uh, the weekly hot sauce award, which goes to the spiciest play that I've seen. How about Arsenal's 18-year-old oh. left back, Bukayo Saka, oh. hitting him with the Meg, <laughs> which led to a goal. That, that, that by I really far. like that kid, man. Uh, he's he good. looks I mean, good. I think uh, we have this little Facebook chat with one of our other friends, Jose. It was who's nasty. A, who's, a, who's an Arsenal fan, and he, I mean, it was, I had, I mean, we all said it when that play happened. It was like, oh. That was so spicy. That was it dirty. was just mean. And, it, it was and the rude. fact that it turned into a goal, too, that was oh. just uh, disrespectful. Uh, straight disrespect. But, yeah, you're right. Gunners, oh. Gunners looked good. Ceballos back looked good, too. Which is um, a huge comeback for, for Arsenal. So we'll see. I mean, they're only six points back of Spurs right now. Uh, I can't believe it sounds I'm like s- a lot, but it's not. I can't believe I'm saying that Arsenal are back in it. I mean, Spurs have had a bad season, but Arsenal have had probably even worse season. But, like... They're in it. They're not out of it. That's They're for totally sure. in and it. There's 12 games left. Uh, I will say real quick about Newcastle. Sometimes they just have these duds, but I don't. Yeah. I I don't expect them to lay duds like this every single game. They'll come yeah. back and be fine. Yep. I still think they'll survive, but like it just happens with them. You're right. They're real up and down, aren't they? Uh, Wolves nil, Leicester nil. Kyle, in a game that you and I both expected to be more exciting, more filled with goals, just a. Game that probably would have had more quality in it, but you know, Leicester had the the red card in the yep. early in the second half with Chowdhury sent off, so they played in a very defensive mode, and Wolves really, really attacked them after that. Um, a spicy uh, VAR incident as oh, well. God, that one. was bullshit, dude. Um, yeah, oh they uh, Wolves were a little screwed over by VAR there. I mean, I don't even know. I mean, I thought I had twenty twenty vision, Kyle. Yep. But I could not tell. No one in the stadium expected that. I mean, there's like these curvy, squiggly lines, I, th- yeah. I feel like that. So I, uh, Wolves got a little hose there, I would they say. Did. They did. Um, I mean, it was a kind of situation where it was a short corner, and the guy who took the corner 
received the ball back and he was running backwards and his f- trailing foot caught him offside. But when the play is in front of the player, your armpit is basically what makes you offside. Not your arm, not your hand, but when you're running backwards, apparently it's not the same rule applied. I, it doesn't make any I sense. I don't know. It was very controversial. Lester got lucky. Lester did, but it's a huge point for them because because Wolves don't gain the three points on them, right? right. Um, so it's just another team that's not as close. Lester have that nine-point cushion on Chelsea, yep. 12 points on the other teams. Yep. Uh, you know, they have City next, which is a tough game. But after that, it gets really easy for them. Yep. And it's really hard for me, especially if City get that ban, yeah. to see them slip out of the top four. Really hard now. Agreed. Uh, Wolves... Still a good team. Uh, Going to be a tough top four finish for them yeah. with the Europa League coming, though. It's, I still think it's quality, but I think they're a Europa League team. Agreed. I, I It's weird. I almost feel like... <laughs> write this down. I almost feel like Sheffield United has a better chance of finishing in the Champions League places than Wolves. Maybe Only they, because of their schedule. I mean, it's Wolves lighter. have a lot of games coming up. They do. And I actually think Wolves can have a go at the Europa League. Yeah. I really do. I think they could pro- possibly win it. No, you heard it here first. I wouldn't. I'm not putting. I'm not putting money on him, but it's possible. I mean, Napoli are in there too, and actually, are they? Oh, sorry, not Napoli. Um, Inter Milan. Oof, that's what I meant. Yikes! Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. But still, Wolves are a good side with good players. Uh, but you know, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, speaking Napoli. of, uh, you're talking about Sheffield. Sheffield won again by one goal, two to one over Bournemouth at home. I mean, yep. Kyle, they they. They win by one every week, it seems like. I mean, they don't win every week, but that's what it feels like. They would that it does. grind out those one goal margin wins. I love Sheffield, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sheffield. I love Chris Wilder, their manager. It's crazy that we're in talking about this season, you have Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp doing unprecedented things, but people are saying, you know, Chris Wilder might be the manager of the season. I mean, if it wasn't for what historically, I mean, if it keeps up what Klopp is doing, I think Wilder would for sure be the manager oh, of the year. Easy. Um, Have I mean, you ever seen a promoted? T- I mean, we had Wolves the year before, but mm-hmm. Wolves had this investment, right? And the Portuguese Sheffield connection came out of nowhere with right exactly minimal investment, mostly their old players with um, a bunch of players that no one has ever heard of, right? And it's, I mean, they're, they're on. They're safe, Kyle. They're no. For yeah, sure they reached forty on, points. Yeah, they're safe. And uh, you know, you, you kind of think like, oh, they're just parking the bus. They're getting these weird wins. Nope. No, I mean, this was against Bournemouth, mind you, but they had way more shots, more possession, more tackles. I mean, they defend well. Touches, they attack well. Passing. They pass well. I mean, they move pretty well. I mean, it's it's counteractive to what you would think. Like, oh, right. Sheffield's just they're just parking the bus, grinding out those wins. Maybe because that Leicester 2015, 2016. Right. That's not the case with this team. They're moving no. the ball and they're passing and they're playing some nice football. Also, in it doesn't happen that often that an English manager has a team playing this style of football. Yeah, an English manager from the lower leagues, mind you. Like that's. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. But another team that is not doing so hot like Sheffield is is Burnmouth. Burnmouth, Kyle. Are you worrying for them? Because I worry for them. I think that they're they're, they're in the scrap. I mean, they're at 26 points right now at 16th. Uh, they're in the 24, 24, 26, 25, 27 race. So they're in the race. They're in the relegation fight. Yeah. I just have this inkling they're going to survive, but uh, it's not really based on much. It's just yeah. a, it's just a hunch. This is this 
seems like one of those seasons where a team like Burnmouth, who've overachieved for five years or whatever, this seems like the end of a cycle. I don't know. I I kind of worry for them. You saw a similar thing with Swansea City. Stoke Um, City. Stoke City. uh, It's it's a common thing you see. They kind of go Sunderland even. Um, Sunderland was in there for a little bit. Portsmouth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Should be interesting. I think they will survive, but... You know, more to come. Not confident at all. About I, I think you'd have to do more with other teams playing so badly. Which would, I, which could happen. Which could happen. Uh, one of those teams, Norwich, um, looking really doomed right now. Uh, nil. Playing, playing pretty well. They played well, but they fought hard. But Liverpool just don't tie or lose. They no. just, just not in their DNA. Nope. Uh, and well, I mean, we'll get to that podcast later, except today. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, they don't lose in the Premier League. Another 1-0 win. They grind out wins however necessary, and all three points going back to Anfield. Yep. Kyle, if Liverpool had two points for every win... Instead of three. Instead of three, they would still be in first place in the Premier League. Good God. That's how dominant they've been. They're opening up a 25-point gap right now. Um, I mean, City a game in hand, but yeah, and C- and City uh, might get points deducted. I know Leicester's only one behind, but you we'll think see. Leicester will probably drop some more points? <laughs> uh, Yikes! It, it's it's ridiculous. It's their machine. They're gonna win the Premier League title easily. Yep. Um, they play like shit and still we'll, win. We'll just see if they go for the Invincibles or not. Um, you know, just yeah. I mean, all their focus is on Champions League right now. We'll see if they advance there. Um, but more to come. Uh, I mean, if they get bounced from the Champions League, if they lose lose a game, then they'll probably invest all in the FA Cup. Um, but we'll Which, see what happens. As a Spurs fan, I hope doesn't happen. But you know. But yeah, I mean, not much to say, honestly. No, Liverpool, I mean, what more can you say? Uh, I mean, I feel like you could say, say, I feel like you could say more about Norwich playing well. Liverpool, it's just more of the same. You know, the same way more topics discussed with them tactically on their Champions League podcast, which yep. will come out next week after all of these. First week Champions League games. That's right. Uh, Everton 3, Crystal Palace 1, Kyle. Talk about teams going in opposite directions. Totally, totally. I mean, Palace was one of the hot teams in the first half of the season. Oh, yeah. Everton, I think, was in 18th place at some point. Oh, they were awful. Everton are now five points off of Champions League places. How the hell? And if City are disqualified, then four points. God. How did that happen? They, Carlo they Ancelotti working his I mean, magic with his sausage fingers, just you know, making it work. They grinding out results. I mean, Richarlison looking good. Uh, Calvert Lewin playing well the past couple yep. games. And I mean, we all knew there were good players there. You know. Yeah, but, I mean, we talked about it before the season. We talked about Wolves, Everton, and Leicester. Those yeah, the I said Everton would be the team outside of the big six that could challenge, and I, mean, I was looking real might. stupid. They still might. I was looking really stupid at one point, I mean, but I now... Said, I mean, I said Leicester, and look where they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Touche. Crystal Palace, I'm not worried for them yet, but they have been playing really poorly. Yep. Uh, I still think um, Roy Hodgson's doing a good job, but um, you're right. They're, they're, they're not bad. I mean, looking they're 30. Good. They're right... Of, I mean... They're like best of the. They're the worst of the best, I would say. Right, their best player looks stuck, like he wants to leave, which he should leave, honestly. I mean, yeah, there's he, nothing there. Wilfred for him. Zaha needs to leave, honestly. So, um, yeah, Everton looking good. 
Southampton won, Burnley two. Uh, if you have not seen Burnley's second goal by Vidra, go and look it up. It is a golazo, but I don't really have much to say about this game. Burnley, uh, good win for them. They're yep. up about 34 points. Southampton, even though they lost, are at 31. Both these teams should finish right around where they are at 11th and 12th, probably top yep. half of the bottom of the, the top of the bottom of yep. the table, I should say. Yeah, two teams that have been in really bad positions and in a bad way at different points in the season, but have sort of climbed out of those problems. And you know, they're they're they've got too much quality, and both of their coaches I really admire. So they right. they shouldn't they should still relegated. be fine. Yeah. Uh, lastly, in the game that we will blast into outer space, Brighton <laughs> won, Watford won. At least there was goals in this edition of <laughs> outer space games. Brighton. It's really- always Brighton. Brighton, but yeah, kind of. We, we hate Brighton. We always want to forget about Brighton. Uh, we know we gave them a lot of love early in the season because they started well. Uh, now, not so much. Watford, I mean, only three points behind. We always say, when are they going to get out of it? When are they going to get out of it? They're close to out of it, but they're still in it. Yep. Uh, we'll see. I mean, both these teams for the long haul will be in the relegation race, though. Agreed. Uh, lastly, Kyle, just real quick, who's your player of the week? I'm going to go, God, regrettably with an Arsenal player, I'm going to go Nicolas Pepe. I know. Yeah, Nicolas Pepe, I know he scored two free kicks in some like Europa League game or something that didn't matter. Uh, but he <laughs> he seems reborn. It seems like he's finally getting into it. He's One playing goal, a little. One goal, two assists. I mean, they dispatched yep. Newcastle in that second Easily. half. He was a big part of it. And it looks like he's playing a little closer to goal, which he should be because he looks dangerous, silky. Uh, Nicolas Pepe. Uh, I'm gonna keep on the on the theme of Pepe, Kyle. Ooh, I'm Pepe. Going Pepe Reina. Good he gave, shout. He gave up three goals, Kyle. But if you watch that game, if you truly watch that game, which I know you did as a Tottenham fan, but probably not many people watched that game. He kept Aston Villa in that game. He was yeah. making some great saves. Honestly, great distribution too. Yep. That's underrated. Uh, and I think that will be big for them down the stretch. If he can prevent, you know, like 0.5 goals a game, yep. uh, that, that will be huge for them as a 17th place team going down the stretch. Totally. I mean, if you look at all the other goalkeepers in the relegation dogfight, uh, he's the one out of all of them that can really save you points. I mean, I'd normally say Fabianski for West Ham, but mm, he's out injured. He's out injured, yeah. So um, uh, that could actually be the difference between relegation and staying up for Villa. Right, and if they can grind out some draws that would be losses, that's going to be huge for them. Uh, the week of the Pepes. I mean, we should mention West Ham and Manchester City tomorrow, uh, Wednesday at 11.30 on NBC Sports Network. I don't see that game being close at all. I think City's going to come out, especially with this ban, and prove yep. that they're good and just demolish them at home but i'm almost expecting something like five nil yeah five nil i expect (laughs) the win will be by at least three that's my guarantee yeah that's my justin lock of the week but uh with that i don't think i have anything else i just looking forward to these champions league games and yeah i mean spurs somehow trying to figure out a way to leipzig we got play a striker we have city real madrid that's a huge one uh, we have Chelsea, Bayern, Munich. So we yep. have some good matches to talk about. We'll have the Premier League show next week to yep. talk about match week seven, 27. And then we'll have the Champions League. So we have two episodes coming for you next week. We're hitting you with the doubleheader. TBD. All right. All right. For Kyle, I am Justin. Check us out on Twitter at Over the Top EPL. Uh, see you next week. See ya.